Welcome back to GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. With me today is Nadej Montez. She is an amazing woman and here's a bit about her. She is a personal development and executive leadership coach, a confidence strategist, an educator, mentor, and facilitator. Over the past 20 years, Nadej Montez has worked with children, educators, and leaders to create a safe environment for children to grow and explore. She is a certified personal development and leadership executive coach. Nadej holds a bachelor's of arts in political science, a master of science in early childhood and special education. She is awarded the Family Development Leadership Credential Certification, and she is a certified trained mental health first aid. She is currently pursuing the Professional Certified Coach, also known as PCC, and there's some other things in her background, but without further ado, please welcome Nadej Montez and she'll share a little bit more insider information. Oh, wow. Thank you, Genesis. Oh, my goodness. You have introduced and brought so much of what I have that I don't think I have much more to say except thank you. So thank you for having me. There is always more to say because we know a bio is just a bio. <laughs> <laughs> so true so true yes there's so much to say but that's why we call it a coffee talk right we're going to have some great conversation where we get to know more of um, who I am and what really got me to become a coach and be where I am now Yes, and we are going to unpack all of the juicy details, and there may be some surprises, so you never know. So you listeners and viewers, I want you to buckle up because you are going on a roller coaster ride, and it's through Nadej Montez's life. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Genesis. Well, uh, where do we begin? Well, we are here, and um, I just want to say thank you for this platform because what you are doing is um, inspiring others and bringing them to, to be who they are and use their voices really to express the feelings, their journeys and experiences in life. So that's, that's what we are here for. And let's just deep, you know, dive deep into it. <laughs> yes, we're going scuba diving. So Nadej, Let's talk about your childhood. And the reason why the childhood is important is because people need to know where you start and how that has brought you to where you are now. And so many times in life, people forget that we each have a different um, background. We have a different start ugly moment, especially for those who are entrepreneurs. Sometimes you don't always start out pretty. It's those ugly starts that really mold and define you to the person that you are now. And we have to talk about the struggles because it's the struggles that teach us the life lessons. Those life lessons actually help us grow personally as well as professionally. So I want to hear about your Absolutely. childhood. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Um, well, I was born in St. Martin. On St. Martin is in two islands. It's a one island divided in two. So I was born on the Dutch part. And then at six months old, my mother and father took me to Haiti, where I was um, raised and brought up by my grandparents on my mother's side. And uh, I grew up with my siblings. And um, all I know was my grandparents, my uncles and my aunts. And then that's pretty much what I knew. My mother was um, always living in the United States, my father as such. And there was not really much relationship except phone calls, pictures, you know, cassettes and, you know, letters and all these things because I'm old, old, old school. So um, that's what I know. So growing up, there was always the, the missing, that, that part of me that was missing my parents, because that, it, it's a big difference when you get to be around your parent, your biological, um, biological parent, you know, I cannot even speak anymore. Uh, <laughs> you have your mother and your father with you is different. Yes, I was raised by the most beautiful people ever in my life because because of them, I am where I am now. But there was always that, that emptiness. There was always that place where 
I did not have my mother and my father. And when I look at my friends in school, you know, people around me, there's always when they are with their parents, I seek that too. And that was, that left me with, you know, always feeling um, alone and always feeling sad and depressed in a way. And at a very young age, and a lot of times people don't pay attention to these things, right? Because they see you sitting alone in the dark. They would say, what's wrong with you? Why are you sitting in the dark? And that was the attitude and the behaviors that would I would get back whenever, you know, my parents, my grandparents will walk in the living room and find me sitting there. Every area of the room is dark and here I am sitting, but never really searched to understand what it was. And I know for me, it was my way to suffer through not being around the people who gave birth to me. And it wasn't because that's the life they chose. It's because back then, our parents, especially Haitian parents, the that idea of they have to leave their country to go to another country to work so they can provide for the ones who are not able to work, especially it's a third world country. So there's no job. There's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of struggle. So people, yes, they may have their education. They may have their degrees. They may have all these things, but because of the structure of the culture of the country, there's a lot of things that not everybody really had. So it was always the mentality of Those who are able to travel and live in a different country, they have to work hard in order to provide. So I've always seen, right, and I've always seen that, especially on my mother's side, always working to make sure that all the other six of her siblings, her mother and her father are taken care of on top of her three children, and on top of sending money to the church, sending money to the people that she knew when she was a little kid, and all these things. Now, and it's a lot for one person to carry that load, because sometimes people who are from another country who come into America, your family over there thinks that you are living wealthy, but they don't know that you have to come to a different country and you're working twice as hard because of the color of your skin and where you come from, because you aren't quote unquote American, but you are trying to fulfill the American dream the best way Mm -hmm. you know how. So there's a lot of pressures. Um, And me being first generation American, I understand that by, you know, having Um, parents who are foreigners, you have to work twice as hard. You have Mm -hmm. to constantly prove yourself. You have to jump through the hoops. Some of the myths you have to debunk in relationship to your to your family um, back home because they think that oh you're in America you're making all this money but mm-hmm. they don't know that you're going through the daily hustle and bustle to make ends meet they don't know that you know sometimes you have to take jobs that are less than you in order to make you know a means and then yes. until you really figure it out and navigate through the system because there is systemic racism there is colorism especially whenever Mm -hmm. you look at yourself who is a non-American in comparison to a a Black American or someone that was born in the States, they are judging you too, not Mm -hmm. just someone who is non-melanated, but there's colorism. So there's so many other layers. So just to hear you talk about that briefly of your parents being in the States and you being raised by your grand, your grandparents, it creates a sense of imposter syndrome because at a young age, you, you're probably wondering why don't, why did, why did my parents leave me? Why are my grandparents raising me? Like, do my parents not value me? Do they not value your children? So at a young age, you're going through all these mixed emotions Mm -hmm. or whatnot. And people who are in the Caribbean, they don't talk about certain things that we talk about in America because to them they're like you have a roof over your head you have clothes Mm -hmm. on your back you have food to eat what are you complaining about but they Mm -hmm. don't really understand the psychological things that are taking place and it's no disrespect or discount to them but Mm -hmm. it's just you don't know what you don't know Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely and you know like I said oftentimes they these people are people who are you know just like you educated, college educated, but however, because of the situation of and the culture of where they are, 
the way they think is the only way they can think until you come in and you start changing the whole idea and trajectory of how things are done, right? So it was always that struggle and having to grow up at a later time to know that on top of hearing and knowing that my mother is always the hardworking person, now she's also divorced. So she's becoming the single mother, you know, it's not like the father has always been involved. So you get to be as a young girl, as a young teenager, as a young woman, you know, now all these pictures are coming in, you know, it's like slapping you left and right and telling you, okay, this is what you have to do. This is what you have to do. This is how you have to change. And these were the things that were coming in because oftentimes I'll find myself sad, depressed, even when I, you know, move into the state it was always that picture because I recall there was a conversation I had with my dad. And since then I realized that I never had a dad, you know? So all these things came in because it felt like you are sinking into a position where, okay, you gave birth to me, but yet you're not taking responsibility. You know, you're not taking care of your children. So what does that mean about us, your kids? So it was always putting those thoughts into my mind and then bringing me to think that, okay, you know what? Maybe I don't deserve these things. Maybe it's only my mother. Maybe she's the only person in my life and start letting go of, you know, that connection I so wanted to have with my dad. And then at the end, I realized that I needed to stop the struggle. But yes, you needed to you needed to break free from the strongholds you needed to break free from the generational curses mm-hmm. that some people say you needed to re rechange and pivot your mindset yes. and you were going through your own journey of trying to understand that for yourself so yes i i get i'm vibing <laughs> with you yes and i love what you said because i call it the relocation of the mindset for that reason because along the way of my growth of my development. And I started to to really grasp what we really understand of wisdom. When we say somebody has wisdom, it doesn't just come in like that. You have to go through certain processes in life. You have to go through the experiences and understanding. There's a lot of things that I was doing. I was doing because I wanted to, I was pleasing others. I wanted to do that because there's something missing. It was missing my dad who's alive but never really been a part of my life who I was missing the fact that at a young age I was not around my parent I did not grow up like other of my friends who have, have always been around their mother and yet their father yet I know that I had the best education I know that I was I, I got the best grandparents ever but there was something that was missing and that part that was missing as I grow through the understanding of it I realized that it was that generational patterns that was happening. You never married, or if you married, you divorced because that's what was happening. I start paying attention to the details of what everybody else in all the females in my mother's side, how they were living their life, what they were doing, how they were you know, going through a lot of things. They had all their degrees, but yet they did not really make do of everything because Nobody really sat them down to teach them about business, to teach them about economy, to teach them about really structuring a life where they can leave foundation for others to come. And all that at some point really got through me because I realized that, yeah, that's the same thing that's happening to me. My relationships can never work out. I'm always breaking up. Oh, wait, my finances. They're not working the way it's supposed to be working. What is that? I know I'm doing well. I know I have my degrees. I know I have this. I know I have that. But why? And I had to go through a place where I started to get all these and break down. I was going through a breakdown and nobody knew because I was holding everything to myself. So when I'm around people, they see it as you're always pouting. You're always fussing. You're always upset. But to me... I wouldn't say anything and all of these things were held inside. So when people come to me, there goes that arrogant person. There goes that conceited person. 
there goes that, you know, ego person. It's, it's everything we don't want that would show up. So let's know? pause and- there really quick because I want to unpack that because I think this is really going to be powerful as you segue mm-hmm. further. So you were carrying all of this baggage internally and externally people were passing on their judgments to you preconceived notions unconscious biases and etc but no one stopped to really ask are you okay is there something else so no one saw the silver lining or the underlying things that was causing you to react the way you react they just thought that's how you were but if someone would have just stopped and analyzed you and just go beyond the surface or open the book to really see the contents inside then mm. maybe you would have unpacked and you know opened up versus carrying all this baggage from years of experience with family from trauma from imposter syndrome and all of these things are just compounding upon one another and externally you're a woman with degrees you're going places in life but internally you're crying out for help but no one knows you're crying because Mm -hmm. that outward is showing a different picture now Mm -hmm. let's go a little bit further Mm -hmm. Mm. wow so well said (laughs) And that's what it is. And for many women, especially Black women, you know, African-American, we hold, we have that pride. We hold everything into the way we, you know, the ego that we have inside, we have the pride inside. We call it confidence, but it's not really confidence. What it is, is that we are holding back and refusing to embrace that vulnerability that we have in us ourselves so therefore when it's the time for you to express yourself you shut down you hold back you don't talk to your partner you don't tell them what really is bothering you you hold on to the thought of oh my god I've never all I wanted was to have this all I wanted was to have a father all I wanted was to have a presence, you know, someone in my life, but yet you could not say it because you were always shutting down. And when you shut down that way to others, it, it shows in a different way. It, 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 they see it and uh, you're right, that misconception, they have that notion of you being an arrogant person, but that's not what it is. That's not who you are. And nobody's going to know if they don't ask. And that's usually what happens. Nobody asks you. And because you never were in a position to talk really, to express yourself and feel free to express yourself. Now, when somebody comes to you and asks you, is everything okay? First thing you see is, why are they asking me this question? Do I look okay? Because you're already on the defensive whenever they ask you. And I think it's the way that you were brought up because to them, you're, you're, to them, they think that they're asking you, are you okay? But then to Mm -hmm. you, who's already going through the trauma, you feel like they're trying to point the finger at you or cause blame because no one really taught you how to effectively and efficiently cope with what you're going on. And coming from a, you know, non-American background in our culture, they don't really see therapists and they don't really believe in talking to outside people because they're like, Mm -hmm. that's letting people into your personal business. When in actuality, talking to a paid professional who specializes in these areas is not a bad thing, but it's a way to help yourself overcome some of the traumas that you're dealing with to address the elephants in the room and help you see things that you would not ordinarily see in yourself or understand from the lineage that you have been brought up in. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we need to just be willing to look at ourselves in the mirror and ask ourselves, am I truly okay with the things that I have experienced in life? And if not, what is the harm in speaking to a paid professional that is trained in this area? So that's, I feel like, in my opinion, that's what people who come from the Caribbean background they hold that to a different echelon versus people of color who were born in the States. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I totally agree with you. Because for me, in order for me to, like I said, relocate my mind, I had to sit down and talk to my own psychotherapist and be like, uh-uh. If I continue the way I continue, I'm not going to be happy. I'm seeking happiness. I'm seeking a place where when I go and show up, it's I'm bringing life to others. So therefore, right now, it doesn't look like that. And that's what we had to do. But you're absolutely right. Because of the culture of how Caribbean most, let me just not generalize, but most you know, Caribbean people come from, the first thing they see is that if you talk to someone and you share your personal with them, now they know too much of your business. You know, I've always looked at my mother and sometimes I'm like, damn, this family, they can't hold secrets. <laughs> you know, they can hold things to themselves. Enough already. What is it going to do for you? But the, that's how they grew up, you know? So <laughs> Sometimes you can't, oh, you can't tell Sue that because you know Sue can't hold water or whatever. You know, so it's just to show you that a lot if we do not change how the old aspect of how people used to do things or used to think of things or say things, if we don't come in our in our ways, in our generation, in our life to change these things. It's going to continue. It's going to continue because that's what they always knew. And because that's what they always knew, they feel like it is necessary to instill it in their young children, those who are coming after. But that is not true. I mean, I had to break it for myself by saying, you know what? I need a me time. I'm going on a me syndrome. I need to stop whatever it is that I'm fighting with. I need to understand why it's the same pattern that I'm repeating each time that I start progressing and then I fall down. Is it because I'm not opening my mind to it? Is it because I do not have a a, a great communication aspect with those around me? Is it because, you know, I've never been, I need to expose myself to others who are not thinking the same way I am thinking. And once you start thinking that way, you start realizing that, yes, a lot of times, you really have to separate from the crowd. You really have to separate from the people you've been around because if you stay, you're always going to continue to have the same conversations. The definition, How about we change that? Yes, that is so true because it's like the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and getting the same results. And then also when you're surrounding yourself with people who do not have the same vision as you, they tell you people perish for the lack of knowledge. So if you're surrounding yourself with somebody who cannot see your vision and they're not traveling at the same wavelength as you, to them, they're spitting out things that is not conducive to your mental, physical, and emotional well-being, and it's not conducive to your personal and professional growth, and it's nothing bad against that person. It's just that they don't understand the season that you are in your life, so you just have to change your surroundings, and when you change your surroundings, you change your mindset. When you Mm -hmm. change your mindset, you free yourself from bondages and strongholds, and you cut off things at the root that are not conducive, and so you ask yourself, what type of seeds do I want to plant so I could reap that abundance, um, that abundant harvest? But then to them, they may think that you're acting brand new. They may think that you that you're on a high horse or whatever the case may be. But then if you try to tell them what is going on, they try to mm-hmm. discourage you and they try to discourage you because they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now. Mm. Mm-hmm. yes <laughs> now that we know all of that and we know a little bit more insight of who you are and some of the things that you went through how did you get to where you are now coaching executives um, helping people with their confidence having them relocate their mindset because I love that you and I are both coaches you coach on one area and I coach on mindset hacks or some people like to switch it around and say oh she helps people hack their mindset or whatever the <laughs> case may be but it's so important because sometimes you have to ask people who are you because mm-hmm. if they don't know who they are then they're going to fall victim to what other people tell them they are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 
And it is so true. And for me, the pivotal moment is the, when I saw that I was drowning and it was really breaking because my relationship had, at that time, I had a broken relationship. And then I was taking it on that, but not realizing it that I was also taking it on the way I grew up, you know, what I did not have. My, my father, my mom and dad who have been divorced for so many years. And then again, not having him in my life. I never realized that until I really sat down and I went into all the checklists to realize that, oh, this is part of it. This is part of it. This is what it is. This is what it is. And break it down. So I was someone who really, when I was just a <laughs> timing bomb, like, you know, the minute you, <laughs> you just talk to me, I was ready to react, right? Not realizing that you don't have to react for everything. You just have to be still and relax. So I had to learn these things. So for me, in the whole process, I then realized that everything cannot happen if I do not find my vulnerability. If I'm not someone who's open to shed the tears. Even if somebody sees me, it's okay. You know, and say what's hurting and talk about it and realizing that I needed to express that. I needed to express where I'm coming from. I needed to express my feelings. I needed to express my love for others as well, who I love and who I don't love. Well, actually, I love everybody. But, you know, it's just to say what will get through my skin and get on my nerves. Talk about that. That before, I would hold back. So all these things, I started realizing that they fall into it. And then on top of it, I was having financial problems and I was like, okay, it's the same kind of nonsense all the time. So it needs to break. So therefore there's a chain that needs to be broken. And that chain had friends involved. They had family involved. They had my own self involved. And I needed to find myself and stop blaming others. Because I was at that point, I was blaming us. So this is this, this is, this is the reason, this is what... But the reality is it was me that needed to relocate my way. So I started thinking of it as I need a me time. I'm going on a me syndrome. I was losing weight by day. So therefore, if I continue that way, it's not going to be good for me at my age, right? So as I started to take myself out of, you know, the whole nonsense, focusing on who I really am, then I start feeling the need to do something. And I start realizing my purpose. My purpose was not to just sit there. My purpose was to educate others and coach others and mentor others. Yes, I do it in education, but I needed to do it with a higher extent. So I was driven and called onto Valerie Burton, the CAP Institute, where I went and I did my leadership coaching, right? But for some reason, it was that calling. I would get up in the morning and then the thought of reading a book about it, finding and searching. And I was like, why am I being called so much? I mean, I don't understand what I keep going to those websites for. I never knew of them before, but it was constant repetition until that day I was like, okay, I think that's what I need to do. Let me just sign up for it. And I did. And when I did, it was when I realized that that was the purpose that was for me to come in and help people understand how important it is for them to work on their personal development, because the bracket of personal development is not just the mindset, but it's everything else that you went through that you are now going to put in boxes and either choose to put them in a, you know, storage room or put them in a U-Haul and say, I'm moving. And that's what I had to do. Relocate. Exactly. I'm moving. <laughs> and I would I would also add, Nadege, that it, it does start with the mindset because until somebody is willing to accept certain things to make the change for them to see things clearer, then they're going to put in the work. But some days we could talk to our yes. family and friends all day long, but until they condition their mind, it's just going to go in one ear 
and out the next. And you could be speaking on deaf ears because they haven't conditioned themselves to want to change. They don't think anything is wrong with them until life beats them up. So I tell people it's so important that we think about the mindset. And that's why I help people tackle their mindset issues first because once you free your mind from negative nancy and you and you kick out negative nancy and you pull up positive patty once you free your your mindset from um doubts limiting Mm -hmm. beliefs Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome fear guilt anger shame and all of those things then you could allow the fruits of the spirits to Mm -hmm. really usher in so sometimes you have to like you said pack up all those boxes and move them away. Don't just put them in storage because if you put it in storage, you'll have easy access to go retrieve them. But when you put... Um, pack them up and you have a garage sale those things are gone and they're not easily accessible (laughs) so if you think about it that way it will help you and that's why the mindset is so powerful and then there is a book by Joyce Myers it's called the battlefield of the mind and Mm -hmm. I read that some years ago because our mind is a battlefield you're battling good thoughts versus bad thoughts um evil versus good and so many things are entering our mind on a daily basis that Mm -hmm. it can easily cause somebody to lose control of who they are yes yes girl you nailed it that's what it is and if we do not allow ourselves to say you know what where I am right now is not good for me. And it's okay to say it. The thing is, you're going to say it depending on how you approach it. Now, others are going to take it wrong. But if you know where you're coming from, you know you do not do say it to hurt others. You're saying it because you are at a place where you need to start seeking redemption. (laughs) You know, that soul of yours that was lost, you need to find it. And that's what it is. It is a journey of you finding who you are. It is a a journey of you rediscovering who you are. And a lot of times people look at you like when you do things that you've never done before. Oh my God, you're curious. Yes, I am curious. But the curiosity is what's helping me to grow. It's what's helping me to be wiser. It's what's helping me to be confident because I know where I came from at first, it was a big difference. I was not just confident. You know, I was someone who was covering myself with that cover because every time I show up that way, you know, people go, oh my God, yes, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted if I'm coming and talking that it's naturally done. I don't have to force it. It doesn't have to be fake. It's, it is your sincerity, your integrity, the way you show up and the values that you bring along with that. And I had to seek that for myself and realize that it's a strategy to build that confidence. Yes, I am the strategist because it's a strategy to build confidence. You had it before and you lost it at some point in your life. Remember so that. True. So what happens is now that you go through the strategies of rediscover that and put it back where you need to have it. Because yes, there are areas, because remember, well, I work with young children, right? Well, I used to. And when you work with, when you are exposed around young children, what do they do? They are always digging things, right? They're always searching for things. They look into things because that's the part of them that's open. They have that mindset that is free. They are confident. They jump. They know they're going to fall, but they don't worry about the broken arms until it happens because they, they ask, don't think about it. Exactly. And they also ask a lot of questions. They're very inquisitive and they're very forgiving. And that's why sometimes they say you have to have a childlike spirit because mm-hmm. children don't hold on to certain things like teenagers and adults like very young children something will happen to them and then they'll go back and they'll play with that little boy again or that little girl again and you know what it's a beautiful thing but then you have to ask yourself whenever that child gets older 
if that if those values aren't instilled in them anymore yes. then what happens and so they tell you to train up a child in the way that he or she should go so whenever they get older they don't depart from those principles mm-hmm. but if we aren't helping people at a younger age go through this life journey that whenever they get in society they're going to be lost those children become lost adults mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they take years of therapy counseling, Mm -hmm. coaching, Mm -hmm. mentoring, and you're constantly getting your chisel and you're chipping off the brokenness. You're constantly getting your chisel, helping them peel off the mask of imposter syndrome. You're constantly getting your chisel, pouring life into them. You're constantly getting your chisel and helping them really go through the process of who they are, show them Mm -hmm. that they're, they're worthy, that they matter, that their life is still valuable, that where they are is not where they're going to be, that there's purpose in them, that they could still tap in their passion. And you're constantly pointing that out. And I tell people that doesn't just happen. And you have to find the right strategist, the right coach, because even though you're doing that, you're not everybody's cup of tea. And that's okay. Yes. And (laughs) you have to know who are you connected with? (laughs) true yes yes you know that's how we do it (laughs) because that's what that's that's so true and like you said I can pour whatever I had in my cup on others cup but those who are in need of it because you're gonna find that there those who need it you know and those who just want it and those who want it may not be the fit to be around you. And it's okay with that. And that's how we know that when we are given the purpose, my purpose is to help executive understand where they are, especially in their growth, when they are building their team, when they are working with their system, when they are building leaders, how to prepare their leaders so those leaders can become leaders as well. That's my responsibility. And I know that when I do it, I do it because it. It's in me. It's my core. It's my value. I believe in that. And because I believe in that, I want to see it, you know, in others too. So they too can stand up and say, okay, this is how I want my team to operate. And you make it a place where it's done, you know, seamlessly. It's done where people feel driven. And that's why it's for purpose driven. When you feel driven, whatever you do, you do not expect in return. And these things, of course, I had to understand them. I had to learn them. I had to acquire them for myself because I know if I do it the right way, then when I teach it, it's going to be taught that way so others too can follow the process, can understand why they need to reset the, th- the way they think. They need to refocus so they can lead the right way. They can relocate themselves because when you relocate, that's the first thing you do. It's let go of the holding back, let go of the old misconceptions let go of the mindset that was telling you i don't think you can do it i don't think you're confident enough to lead these people how are you gonna see yourself as a leader are you sure you're a ceo are you sure you can be an executive no you stand and you say damn right i am and i'm gonna lead that group and i'm gonna take that group to be successful and you have to think that way so it is necessary you know what i mean so i come from that place where i stand and i'm like it is necessary. It's no longer a place where you have to fake it. It's a place where you come in and you show your authenticity. You bring the value. You bring that integrity that you have in yourself and you see yourself for who you are. So others, when they see you, they can follow through with you as well and actually connect with you. And that's the most important it's, it, to me, it's the most important part when you are resetting, when you are refocusing, when you are relocating, because you need to do all that. I always tell people, when you relocate your mindset, think of it as the U-Haul. You know, you moving from, you know, this country to another country. You're moving from the this apartment to a new house. And like you said, there's certain things you're going to have to flea market them. There are certain things you're going to have to toss away and put them in the dumpster. There are certain things you're not going to bring to that new home because you can, you're going to say to yourself, this is a new home. I want fresh. I want everything fresh out of it. Fresh paint, 
fresh furniture, fresh everything. And that's how you have to see yourself. And that's how you have to see your mindset. Exactly. So another thing, another top three things I would add is a dog never goes back to its vomit. The rear view mirror is always smaller than the windshield because your past does not define your future. So stop living in the past, be present in the now, and Mm. then journal forward to your future because you can't go back in time and you can't speed up time. But what can you do now in this present moment? You could be present and you could plan for the future. And if something does not work out, it's a sign that it was not meant to be. And there is something bigger, better, and brighter in your future. So don't cry over spilled or spoiled milk. Mm. And Mm-mm. another thing, <laughs> another thing that I would add is whenever I see leaders, people want to know how are you living your life, not just on the forefront, but behind the scenes. Can you lead with compassion? Can you lead with empathy? Can you lead with courage to conviction? And the reason why I'm saying those things is coming from corporate America and spending 15 years in it, if you tell me you're a leader, but I don't see you leading by example, and if your actions is not correlating to you being a leader, then some of that stuff that you're spinning is just going to go in one ear and out the out the next, or it's just going to go over my head. And let's just call a spade a spade. Mm -hmm. So as we begin to wind down, Nadege, what are some core principles you want the listeners and viewers to glean from this powerful segment? Mm. I would say before you do anything, look at yourself first, you know, because you are who you represent. I used to always say, It's not in the face, it's in who you are. And you are who you represent. Your integrity, are you a humble person? Are you an active listener? Do you pay attention to those around you? How do you come across others? Do you judge others? Do you criticize others? Or do you see them for who they are? because you have to have that in you. When you can cultivate, and it's cultivating, you have to be able to cultivate this aspect of you. When you are able to cultivate this aspect of you, then you can go to the next level. And the next level is not really, you know, you coming up and say, here I am. But the next level is now you coming in and actually putting your hand into the pot and saying, it doesn't matter if it's hot, but I'm going to help. I'm going to stand. I'm going to embrace what's happening because everything in our journey, it's about embracing. And if we can embrace, if you can embrace where you are on your journey, everything else is going to work with the success that you're looking for. Success will not come in if you do not search for who you are. So find you, find your integrity, find your value, find what stands out for you, what makes you jump and what makes you say, oh my, this is me. And I'm here to elevate others. I'm here to show up every day. Find that. Find that thing that makes you vulnerable, that makes you come in and tear up and cry and say, wow, I'm grateful for what's out there. Find that things that makes you say, this is the purpose I'm here to serve. And once you're able to do that, everything else will work accordingly. Beautiful. Find your tribe and don't bend or break at the appeasement of other people. I would just add that too, because it it ties in with what you said, Nadej, that was so beautiful. And all the points you gave are so relevant and so true. And for you listeners and viewers, make sure you listen to this again, get your notepad out and get a pen and write it down and let this remind you because we're all on this journey together and we are sharing this information to educate to inspire and to motivate because if Nadege didn't go through her circumstances in life, she would not have the powerful testimony to talk to you today. But since she walked through it, she is now equipped to teach you the things that helped her 
along her journey to get to where she is currently. And she is still refining herself. She's still learning because we should be learning and growing on a daily basis. As long as we are still living and we are still breathing, our fight is still being fought because we have not came to the end of our race yet. And the end of our race would be when we stop breathing, when we close our eyes, and when there is no more human life left inside of us. So Nadej, I want you to leave the listeners with one gem, one mantra, or one statement that keeps you going. Mm. (laughs) Uh, I was never the type who would stand in front of a mirror and talk to herself. But I would say to you, until I had to learn to work on it and make it manifest in my life, it was hard. So it's a hard process. I'm going to say it to you. Stand in front of the mirror and look at yourself. You don't have to say too much to yourself. Just simply say, I am grateful for where I am, for who I am becoming, and for what's coming my way. And once you say that to yourself, breathe in and let everything that's holding you back go. And make it your daily practice because it becomes a daily practice. So for me, I have those posted on my mirror in the bathroom. (laughs) So it's like those card. And in my card, I have that. I have, I am enough. I am the queen of where I am. I am that person that is given purpose. I am that person who have responsibility. I am the beauty who stands to help others find their beauties because we all have beauty within ourselves. It's not the outside beauty, it's the inside beauty, what's inside. So when you look into your mantra, find the word that sinks into you. And what it is, is you starting with I am. Start with your I am. And every other word that comes next to I am must be a positive word that's always going to be said, repeated on a consistency. That's what I have for you. That is amazing. So y'all, she's telling you to do the metaphysical work, do your I am statements. And those are also known as affirmation statements to some. And whether you need to get in the mirror to see yourself saying them, as well as hear yourself reciting them, then do that. And some people like to call it mirror work, but mirror work is so empowering. It's needed. And I truly believe everyone should be doing it. I recite my own I am statements. I say it on a daily basis, because once you start to feed yourself with positive thoughts, you're going to make those thoughts become realities. So do the work and you have to start by doing the work today in order to see a brighter future tomorrow. And nothing in life is going to be easy because if it Mm -hmm. was easy, we would all be millionaires, billionaires. We would all be driving the cars of our dream. But if you think about those millionaires and billionaires who are successful, they had to put in the work in Mm -hmm. order to get to where they are. So if you want to go far, you could definitely go alone. But if you want to go further and faster, go with a group of people who has your best interests at heart that will call you out on your mess, but will also lift you up when you're not in rooms where your name is being spoken, where they could put in a word and they could help you by creating those synergies, collaborating together, helping your business thrive and et cetera. And you just heard Nadej Montez here on GEMS. And I definitely want you to tap in with her. All of her contact information will be in the show notes. I mentioned that she was a powerful woman, y'all, on a mission. And she has a lot of incredible things that are going on in her wheelhouse. So Nadej, please um, close us out with saying who you are, how they could connect with you. And then let's wrap it up. (laughs) 
Thank you so much again. And I really appreciate this conversation. It was so, oh God, so ah, refreshing. <laughs> but um, to all of you, thank you. And if you want to connect with me, you could go to my website at www you as the letter you slay s-l-a-y confidence.com or you can follow me on instagram it's at you slay confidence and facebook if you're searching for me you slay confidence if you are on linkedin of course you'll find me nadej and a-d-e-j-e montes m-o-n-t-e-s and those are platforms that i am in you could always you know, if you want to know more, reach out to me, send me a message on Instagram, and I'll definitely respond to you. Or you could go to the website and also, you know, check into what, how you can connect with me. If you want to listen to any of my podcasts, you simply have to unleash unapologetically, because that's where the podcast is. And um, yes, for that, I am very grateful. I am a personal development coach and executive leadership, and also a confidence strategist who come in to help you refocus, reset, and of course, relocate your mindset in order for you to do the things that you have in your purpose to do because you are purpose-driven, you are executive, you are leaders who know that you want the best for not just for you, but for your team always. So therefore, what you want to do first is relocate that mindset of yours, find your purpose, lead successfully, and live life curiously. And that's what I'll help you do and help you understand why you must do all just by being without having to do all the time because doing all the time is what's causing us to be burnt out and that's what we are removing from our vocabularies and there you have it listeners and viewers of gems that girl is on fire (laughs) (laughs) definitely not a singer but i am signing out with peace love and lots of blessings. Go out and have yourself an amazing day. Remember that you are a masterpiece and the world needs you to show up because there's only one you and you are a difference maker. Signing out, Genesis Amaris Kemp and Nadej Montez. Thank you, everyone. Grace and blessings. (laughs) 